Coming up on today's episode of Will's Wide World of Sports, I'm going through the the WBC and recapping the last couple of weeks, sort of giving my my takeaways or big thoughts uh, coming out of the tournament before we we jump into the MLB regular season. And then it's Wednesday, it's draft day, so my girlfriend Marlisha came back and we did a little Marvel character draft. So we jumped into the MCU to draft characters, so make sure to stick around for that. But first, all about the WBC after this. I wanted to spend just a couple of minutes here at the top going over what happened in the WBC these last couple of weeks. If you weren't paying attention or, or weren't following uh, the WBC this year, an incredible finish had Japan uh, beating the U.S. To, to win their third ever WBC title, which is the, the most all-time. So now Japan has three, and I think the second most just has one. Of course, the U.S. won, Dominican Republic's won, but as of right now, Japan is definitely the, the powerhouse when it comes to international baseball play. I think the, the first thing and the biggest thing that stood out to me this year was just how good the games were, and, and not just the, the amazing finale between the Japan and the U.S., which saw probably the best final at-bat that you can have in baseball. I really liked how the the announcers put it. In baseball, because it's a lineup, because there are multiple pitchers, you can't always guarantee that your best pitcher or your best hitter is going to be up when the game matters. But in the final, we had Japan's best pitcher in Otani and the U.S. best hitter in Trout facing off pretty much to decide the, the championship go back even to the semifinal with with Japan and Mexico. Japan's down a run in the ninth inning. Otani just happens to be up leading off that inning. I think those are two great examples of having your stars really shine when they when when it really counts in the game. Because like I said, baseball doesn't always have that. The NFL half the time does because half the time your quarterback is going to have the ball when it matters the most in basketball you pretty much always have that like when you really need something to happen you can just give it to your star player and say okay lebron take over okay curry kevin durant like we need a bucket here go do it in baseball it's not quite like that but the wbc was a great example of that actually happening and i think it, it it's probably a positive thing not just for the wbc but for baseball moving forward, because I think it's no secret that baseball has definitely fallen off, especially in the U.S. when it comes to viewership, how, how people view the game. So I think having a showcase like this was really important to say, hey, this game is still great. And and there are stars that we can kind of rally behind. Uh, no bigger star in the world when it comes to baseball than Shohei Otani. I saw stats and reports of just how much his social media kind of following took off these last few weeks because I said, you know, a couple of weeks ago when, when we were doing our WBC preview show that I think this is going to be the time when Otani really shows out in kind of the global stage. 
I think everybody who follows the MLB knows just how great of a figure and just how great really what he's done the last few years is. But I think giving him the global stage for not only MLB fans, but for baseball fans as a whole and non-baseball fans to watch what he's capable of, I think it was huge. Getting to see him, again, hit that leadoff double against Mexico in the semifinal, seeing him close it out against a loaded uh, U.S. team in the finale, you can't script it better than that. Again, if, if we were trying to script something, this was pretty much what I would write, uh, assuming you were wanting Japan to win. But I think for, game, for the game of baseball, this was the perfect WBC in terms of just viewership, just, I guess, fans, bringing fans in uh, and showing how good baseball can be. And it wasn't just that. Uh, there are numbers to back it up as well that shows it was uh, a big success for baseball. In the U.S. alone, 5 million people on average watched the final between the U.S. and Japan. And it looked like it peaked at 6.5 million for that big Otani versus Trout at bat uh, at the end to decide it. Now, that, that doesn't seem like a lot because... Uh, for reference, I guess, the MLB World Series uh, averages about 12 million total. In the U.S. alone, the Super Bowl has 50 million. So, you know, we're we're not to that level of scale, but I don't think the WBC was was trying to compete with the the big the big sports here in the U.S. I think the the biggest number to pay attention to when it comes to viewership is Again, in the U.S. alone, there was a 70% increase in viewership for the final game. So having 5 million people, again, peaking at 6.5 million for that last at-bat, is a big step up for where baseball's been in the past. So I think when you're thinking in the future for future WBCs, for potentially baseball being in the Olympics in 2028 when it comes to Los Angeles, I think things like this are a positive sign and say, hey, there are people that will watch the game and and there are opportunities to grow the game. So I think in, in that respect, it was a, a big success. You know, the, the flip side of that, unfortunately, is the, the negative things that came out of the WBC. And that's mainly the injuries. And there were, unfortunately, two kind of high-profile injuries that happened during the tournament. Of course, Edwin Diaz uh, tearing his patellar tendon while celebrating. And then Jose Altuve breaking his thumb during an at-bat, getting hit uh, by a pitch. Those are two big stars in this game. And the immediate reaction was, okay, let's pull our stars. Why is this happening? All that. And I get there's a small part of me as a Mariners fan that was sort of relieved when the Dominican Republic team lost. That way, Julio Rodriguez, Teoscar Hernandez could come back to spring training didn't have to worry about them getting hurt, etc. But what I think a lot of people have pointed out is that this isn't just an exhibition game. This isn't just uh, another game. In the U.S., we may see it like that. I know there's been complaints that the, the U.S. stars that play maybe don't have the same energy or the same want when it comes to this tournament. 
but I think when you when you see the the reactions of the players for some of the other teams, when you see the reactions of the fans for the other teams, and then when you see numbers like 42% of Japanese households were watching the the WBC final against the US, that shows that people care about this. And and whatever we think in the US of this tournament it's a big deal. This is, this is the World Baseball Classic. This is the best of the best going at it. This is countries going at it. You know, your, your pride for your country is at stake. I, I don't think that's something that we can just throw aside and say, oh, it's, you know, people are getting hurt. What's the point? Can we please cancel it? I think that's, that's looking at it from a perspective of it doesn't really matter when it, it really does. And I think a lot of players feel that and will hopefully feel that when the the next tournament comes around. I know we've already had multiple U.S. players come out and say, yes, we want to do it again next year. I know Mike Trout, he's already looking forward to it uh, in 2026. So I, I hope players still have that feeling that this is important and it's important to play for their country because what I don't want to happen is for injuries to derail any sort of competitive tournament in the years moving forward. You're going to have injuries. Injuries are part of the game. Reese Hoskins for the Phillies, he tore his ACL in a spring training game, yet we're not calling for spring training to be canceled. If you go about really any sport with the worry that injuries are going to happen, you're not really going to get that far. So... uh, I don't, it sounds like most teams and most players have been supportive of the WBC. And so I hope, I just hope that continues moving forward. I think really the only other thing I want to mention is just going back to how dominant this run was for Shohei Otani and Team Japan. I know a a lot of us in the US that don't necessarily follow uh, the professional league in Japan may not know some of those players. But this Japan team is legit. And I think when you have a team that's that's won three tournaments already, I think that's good for 2026. Because now, you know, players in the U.S., players in Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, some of the other, you know, quote-unquote powerhouses in international baseball almost see it like a challenge. Like, okay, this Japan team's kind of where we need to be. This is who we need to beat. So let's let's recruit, let's get the best players and and go for a championship in 2026. Because really, that's, that's what needs to happen. For this tournament to be successful and t- to continue to grow, we need the best players to play. Because as much as it can be for your country, you know, it's great seeing players for other other countries that may not have the the major league talent, it's great having those teams represent and having opportunities for players to represent. But I think for the majority of fans and majority of non-fans who are tuning in, we want to see, again, Mike Trout go against Shohei Otani. We want to see Sandy Alcantara go up against Mookie Betts and Paul Goldschmidt. We want to see Julio Arias come back to Team Mexico and go up against Jose Altuve and Luis Arias. 
you know, we want to see those matchups. So I think, and I hope moving forward that that's where it goes. It sounds that way. It sounds like we're going to get a great 2026 WBC when it comes around. I just hope that that thought doesn't change between now and then. All right, we are back. Uh, my girlfriend Marlisha is joining us again. Uh, it is Wednesday. That means it's draft day. And uh, of course, you know this, but for others, I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm a big movies fan and specifically a big MCU fan. I know I've convinced you to to dive deep into the to the Marvel movies, to the Marvel universe. So I thought it'd be fun to do a little MCU character draft. Mm-hmm. I know you're probably tired of watching Marvel movies with me, but I'm actually I not. I'm not. So I converted you to a fan. You did. Like I had, did not watch Marvel at all. Like my family did, and I would fall asleep during the movies, but I didn't. And now I'm. I really like them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard when, like, if you haven't seen any of the movies, it's sort of hard to get caught up and get invested. But we're yeah. I remember watching. I think it was Ant-Man, the second one. And I was sitting there and at the end of it, I was watching the end scene and everybody was getting dusted. And I was like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> yeah. All right. So a couple kind of logistical things. First, if you haven't seen some of these movies or some of these TV shows, spoilers TV ahead. Shows? Yes. you TV shows count too. You did not tell me that. Well, Marvel movies or TV shows. So if you haven't seen any of them, spoilers ahead because I think they've been out long enough. We're going to be talking about anything or everything that happens in any of these movies. And then I'm defining MCU character as having shown up in a MCU movie or TV show or property. So it could be a short, uh, a special presentation, a TV show, a movie, but not, not, not all Marvel movies because I know you haven't necessarily seen all Marvel movies so like we're not considering the original Spider-Man movies Tommy Maguire Andrew Garfield we're not considering like old X-Men movies old Blade movies that are Marvel properties but not MCU properties so we're just confining it to the MCU any questions you got your characters ready I think so. Just don't pick any of mine, please. <laughs> uh, I'll try. What's the fun in that? That's the part of the draft, though. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's pick who goes first. Uh, do you want to write down a number or think of a number between one and one hundred, and then we'll decide who goes first. One hundred. What do you have? What do you have against one hundred? <laughs> ten. Can we do ten? <laughs> no, one through a hundred. All right. Um, okay, got it. Actually, didn't have to write it down. All right, what's yeah, what's your number? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. All right, mine's fifty-one. You can see it if you don't trust me. Uh, I'm gonna do a random number generator. Uh, the number's fifty-eight. Oh my gosh! All right, so I get the first pick. Uh, but then we'll oh, wow. we'll do a snake draft. So if you're not familiar with the draft, I'll get the first pick. You get the second and third. And I get fourth, fifth, and we'll go from there. I think we'll do probably five characters each. It seems like a good number, but uh, we can get started here. Since I have the first pick, I have the absolute honor of taking the clear number one pick 
for any characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is Tony Stark himself, Iron Man. Oh, my Lanta. I think that's everybody's number one. I was really hoping I got the number one pick because you get he's a great character in his own right. Plus, he was the quote-unquote original character of the MCU. He's been in the most movies or almost the most movies. He had a great trilogy. He was key in a lot of the Avengers movies. He's the leader. So I feel like I don't have to explain myself. I will just apologize that I took Iron Man, but that's going to be my first yeah, pick. He was my number one. Like He's everybody's like, number one. I mean, he's just great. Like, I don't know. He Overall, he's great. I love his wittiness. I love the comic relief. I just love the development of his character. Like, yeah, favorite superhero. I can't imagine anybody else playing Robert Downey Jr., or excuse me, I know, yeah. Playing Iron Man, at, you know, instead yeah. of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's no, he living, did. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. He was perfect for it, and he did a really good job. Yes. All right. So this is where the draft gets interesting because I think everybody has him number one, but now you have the honor of picking number two. So where are you going for your your first pick? Number two, or my first one, I guess, um, is. Black Widow. Gang, gang. Um, why? Are you surprised? Uh, well, you know, I have 10 characters listed. She was not one of them, but I know you're what? a big Black Widow fan. So <laughs> go ahead. Hater. Um, Black Widow because, well, one, I really loved her movie. Like, I loved her movie. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is I think um, I really liked the story attached to, like, the action of like you know like it being marvel right and they're always having to be some sort of like um grand finish of like fighting or whatever it is and overcoming whoever is evil or the villain and so to me i think the story was really really cool and and you know we always see her throughout any other movie was always kind of like this like character that was kind of standoffish like you know like you couldn't get deep with her and you know she really connected with Hawkeye right like that was her best friend but I think you really get to see um, and understand why right like the what she went through um, growing up and having to become um, what was it called a um, help me here sir a widow in the red room yes i uh, yes yeah becoming a widow right um and so you i learned that and i guess you for me it's like i really appreciated like learning that about her because like i said up to that point she was kind of like to me dark where i'm like okay like you're so mysterious like who are you like and so i think it all just it, it tied together like that's a movie that i think by itself outside of marvel to me is like i would have watched on its own even if it wasn't marvel there's not a lot of marvel movies that i would say that um, but okay, but I what think about definitely the character because well, I know you. That's I'm, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I think she that did it for me. So when I continued to see her in other things, I was like, oh, okay, like yeah, I'm excited for. her. I was super sad when she when she died in in game. I think it makes sense for her again her character development, but I just really liked. Like I said, once I saw that movie, I got to understand more about her, and I just appreciated those moments where you usually just see her fighting, right? Like just doing her job, right? But I appreciated it a lot more. And I think she did a lot for the Avengers 
then you would like you could yeah she I think she did a lot for adventures compared to like I don't know how to describe it like it's not as oh the impact wouldn't be as big as like Captain America or Iron Man but I think you know once she passed people really did like appreciate what she would what she was trying to do so yeah yeah that was one of my favorite scenes in Hawkeye the show it was him just kind of reaching out to to Black Widow and just being like he took out his hearing aid just kind of was surrounded by all the noise in New York City takes out his hearing aid and is just like gets very emotional just kind of talking to her and just saying like what do I do so I think mm-hmm. I really like their connection she's one of the longest running superheroes like she started in Iron Man 2 oh right, I, I right. actually mm-hmm. I actually liked her mysteriousness I think that made it interesting because like all the way from Iron Man 2 through all the Avengers movies like we get all these kind of snapshots or like little details of oh like this was her past like oh okay mm-hmm. she's mysterious but we we slowly start to put the picture together and then I wasn't as big of a fan of the Black Widow movie as you were, but then we kind of get some of those answers in the movie. So, you know, I, it's it's personal preference. So, okay, if you want to go that way, hater. you can. <laughs> so, do All I right. get the, my second one? You get your second pick. Yes, number three. All right, my second one is Shuri from Black Panther. Okay. Uh, wait, um, why why her and not not T'Challa? <laughs> Um, okay, so when we talk about, to me, when I think about a character from a movie, I think it's the person that, like, if I'm talking about best character for me, it's somebody that, like, I feel like the movie wouldn't be as great without, right? Like, and I feel like without her, it wouldn't have been as great. Sure, Black Panther, T'Challa, like, was this amazing superhero, but you always have to have that, like, the family member or the the side character, the best friend that, like, adds to your story or else we're just going to watch an action movie and so I really loved her in the first Black Panther uh, as a little sister um, who looked up to her brother but there was such like this dynamic of like like a funny dynamic between them goofy like what poked fun at him all the time and I really liked that Um, the comic relief I'm always going to keep bringing that up because I think that's what makes me like Marvel a lot is you have a mix of action you have like um romance in it you have um comedy in it so uh to me I think I really like to see her and especially in Black Panther 2 where she really had to grow up really fast and so there was this transition where she wasn't really as funny or she didn't have a lot of like comedic lines but I think when I think about her holistically from the first one to the second one like just being able to see her go through those different stages, I think of like having to deal with what, you know, losing her family members and stepping up and being the Black Panther. I just really liked the way that she was able to play that role and really be able to show like, okay, like, yeah, that's not, I'm not able to be that kid anymore. She was able to be that kid with her brother, right? And so now you see like, okay, how does she handle all this conflict and all this like, yeah, all this mess that's happening? How does she deal with this? And so, yeah. I just really liked her. I can respect that. I, yeah. I thought you were going to go Black Panther. I thought you were going to go T'Challa. But I can see why you picked her. Mainly because, yeah. again, from her growth from the first movie to the second movie. Mm-hmm. From this, just like you just said, uh, this comedic side character to having to grow up and actually become a superhero. So, Yeah. Yeah. She was really fun. I think we may have taken slightly different 
I guess, definitions of what we consider best character? Because uh, our lists are probably going to be a lot different. Again, they're very personal. <laughs> I so. told you, you're going to be so surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised because I know you, but uh, okay. Uh, so back to me, number four, my second pick. I'm going the original Captain America, Steve Rogers. Initially, I wasn't a huge fan. Why? What? What's the face for? Why? Like, why? Can I give my reasoning first? Sure. sure so I wasn't please, initially. I wasn't a huge fan of Captain America. I was always Team Iron Man. Not not necessarily in the Civil War con uh, conflict, but I mean, everybody always loved Iron Man because of just who he was, what kind of character he was. Captain America was fine, Steve Rogers. But I think as he moved throughout his movies, I think to me that was the, the the most interesting and the most clear like character growth. When you think back to like his first movie, his first Captain America movie, to mm-hmm. kind of where he ended up, they seem like completely different characters. And I know mm, you can say that about dead. a lot of he may not be dead, he's old, but he may not be dead yet. I don't know. He'll be back. But when we see him in the first Avenger as this just kind of rigid military man, like, like has to go by the book, all of that sort of thing. I think we see like what kind of person he is, which is a really just great person when you see when he's small and then he takes the serum, et cetera. But then when you see his progression to like this uptight, like have to follow the rules military guy to he's no longer like he wasn't really considered Captain America for most of his MCU journey. He was, mm-hmm. he was Steve Rogers. He wasn't Captain America because he was going up against uh, the government and the military and saying, wait, no, this isn't right. And then you see him in infinity war and Endgame. again, just still being that leader, but also just, just again, not this, not the person that we saw in the beginning. So coupled with that, with, the second Captain America Winter Soldier being one of my favorite uh, MCU movies because of those reasons, because it's just really like complicated in terms of mm-hmm. it's not just, again, an action movie where he's just overpowering, fighting people. It's very, you have to think a lot in a lot of these movies because they're, mm-hmm. they're political. They are centered around kind of espionage, government. And so I think just watching him go through that, I think was really interesting to me. Plus he's one of the original three, so. I can do this all day. And yeah, he has the greatest line, second greatest line in all of MCU. Oh, he's pretty cliche to me. It's also like, mm, Cliche? Yeah, like his character, it's like, okay, like. Because he comes off very, like, arrogant a little bit. Like, it's like, I kind of know what's right. I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to stand against everybody. (laughs) So for me, I was just kind of like, all right, yeah. I mean, I think he stands stands strong with his morals. Because I think that's essentially who he is. He's like. Yeah. I think so, too. I guess I didn't. I think with Civil War. I would have to side with Iron Man. Um, I think because, because you like him as a no character, or, or like what he was fighting for. Because I think what he was he was frustrated. Like I can consi- yeah. you know, considering you a friend, and then you have Captain America who's saying, "Because of my morals, I had to do this." 
you know what I'm saying? So I think Iron Man was like, well, wait, like what kind of, like, where are we at, right? Like, what, is, what does that mean for our relationship? And that's what he was fighting against. And, um, you know, you can get it, but at the end of the day, it was kind of, for me, it was like, yeah, I'm a big relationship person. So I feel like in that situation, I would have been honest with my friend. Well, he was honest. I mean, to what extent? Like they had frank conversations of like, and, and which is why I think Civil War, War was a great movie besides all the heroes fighting each other is because you saw two sides that had reasonable arguments that put those forth. They kind of argued, you know, around that table in that one scene, realized, okay, we have strict beliefs or thoughts or whatever you want to call it that mm-hmm. we're not going to agree. So... Yeah, but I think when it comes to your family and you knowing who murdered your family, might be just a little oh, that's bit a whole personal. Other, that's a whole other thing. Might be yes, a little I bit personal. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying best as in these are the greatest people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, he's made his mistakes. I have some villains on my list. I will admit. Well, that, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like I think because of that, the role that he takes in movies, like he has to, like my morals are up, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the yeah. role that he takes, which I get, but it makes me like, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unrelated, but seeing Chris Evans play non-Captain America roles has been great ever since he left. Okay. In Knives Out and The Gray Man. It was just really entertaining. So yeah, it was. I'm not saying it's, it's a not zero chance that i was swayed by chris evans in making that pick but i do like the character too <laughs> all right my third pick i'm going the most mysterious character in the mcu he's i think shown up in the most movies i'm going nick fury for my third pick i knew you were gonna have that on your list i knew you were I, he's he's a great he's a great character because well one he's not even done i think we're gonna get a lot of him in in secret invasion which is the next show coming out i really like again mysterious characters that's why like i can respect the black widow pick plus he's sort of the glue that holds most of the mcu together mm-hmm. you know he's not out there fighting he's not gonna be leading the posters when the movies come out but one main reason why i really like the mcu is how it's all connected and you have to follow all these storylines and know this and know that. And a big reason with him, especially in the beginning. Plus I think he's just a, a cool character in general. He has this swag of, he has no powers, but he's just unstoppable in his own right. So yeah. of yeah. course Samuel L. Jackson's great seeing yeah. him. I think in the winter soldier was my favorite because that's where he gets attacked Everybody mm-hmm. thinks he's dead, which, you know, at that time mm-hmm. could be possible, like kill him off, whatever. But then shows like how many steps ahead he is. And then, uh, yeah, uh, other movies as well. But uh, I had to go with him, my third pick. I'm not mad at you. Okay. Did you have him on your list? No, but I knew you would have him on yours. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, your third pick. So you have Black Widow and Shuri. I have Black Widow, Shuri. So my third pick, I think you'll be a little bit surprised at this. It's going to be Ned. Ned 
from okay. Spider-Man with okay. what's his name again? Remind me the Spider-Man. I'm Peter Parker. About? Yes, Peter or Parker. Tom Holland. But Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom Holland's cool, but I have I get irritated with the um I get irritated with the Spider-Man characters. Um, just because they act like because they're okay, little kids. I can delete so, that um, on my list. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but I really like, yeah, I really like Ned as the best friend because he's just so like, he's so amped and so excited for Spider-Man. You know, his best friend he finds out that he's Spider-Man and he wants to be a part and he wants to like, he wants to have some sort of belonging in like the superpower like realm. And I think that's cool. But um, yeah, I think it's cool, and he, um, yeah, he has such enthusiasm for his friend, and his friend is trying to figure out, like, what his identity is, right, and how to manage that, um, and so, yeah, I really, I like their handshake, and I just like how, like, he is so, like, he's so caring about Spider-Man, and yeah, I think he adds just a great addition to um, Tom Holland's character and, and, and his development. I think having somebody like him really makes him like feel cool and okay with like him being spider-man as a teenager yeah when you have a, a friend like that a ride or die like you you can make it you can get far <laughs> yeah yeah i think having a good side character is important like i have mm -hmm. some side characters on my list especially like the ones like ned that are just they just light up the screen when they're on yeah it's just they're just fun plus they're important yeah. to the story and and mm -hmm. just good characters overall. But, mm -hmm. Okay, I can't be mad at that. All right, you're going Ned. What, your fourth pick? Where are you going with your fourth pick? Oh, okay, that was my third. Okay, so my fourth pick, are you ready? Um, uh, I'm worried. My fourth pick is Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I, for, you know how I feel about this. Like, I wasn't really interested in seeing guardians of the galaxy because i don't like weird mm -hmm. sci-fi stuff like animals that talk like not my not my things but when i watched it i was like oh my god this is so funny and he was just really really funny like and i really like comedy where like like or being around to me the funniest people are people who don't know that they're funny right mm -hmm. like so they just say stuff they're pretty blunt yeah. about things and i think his character did that a lot and I, yeah, I just loved, I loved his mind. Anytime he said something, it was just like, okay, how can I not laugh at this? How can I not like <laughs> think that you're funny or you're adding to what's happening, even if it is not necessary, but it just makes the movie. And so I really liked that. Yeah, it really, he really kept me engaged. And yeah, I, I just really loved, I really loved, yeah, the comedy. I'm a huge comedy person, so. Yeah, yeah, that's when, mm -hmm. when you said you'd, weren't interested in Guardians of the Galaxy I said no you you definitely have to if you like comedy you will <laughs> love the movies and then you did yes mm -hmm. yeah he was I cool I think my favorite I guess it's it's a smaller line that he had but my favorite one is when he's standing there and Gamora and Star-Lord are I don't know talking or doing whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's standing there and like thinks he's invisible and he's like bringing the chip up He's like, I'm moving so slow, you cannot see me, or whatever he says. <laughs> so things like that. It's like, oh, Drax, uh, yeah, no, he's funny. His interactions with um, Rocket, that's yeah. the, yeah. 
I think are the are the funniest. Yeah. I think I'm so I have my last two picks. I'm sort of rethinking because again, I think we're I think we took different approaches to this. But why and are you again, rethinking it? I'm just rethinking because I have ten names listed and so far you haven't picked any of them, so I can just pick from whoever. Um, um because I think again it's obviously it's all personal, but I think you definitely took a distinct approach and I'm taking a distinct approach. What's your so distinct gonna, approach? I'm going like big characters, like who's important to the whole MCU. Like I have Captain America, Iron Man. I, I understand the point of, that you're making, that they may not be the best characters. Like you pick Ned and Drax and stuff, but I'm picking like who's most important. Like that's a factor at least in, in what I'm picking. I think with my next pick, I'm going to go with everybody's favorite villain in Loki. You don't agree? Wait, did you choose Loki? Loki, yeah. Bro, that's mine. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. That was my but next I'm going Loki. one. That's not fair. Uh, sorry, I'm going Loki. Uh, oh, my God. I think, again, just he's been super entertaining from the beginning. Would you like to say why you were going to pick him? And then I can say why. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> Well, that's the like, draft. I'm you should have picked him earlier. I thought I was you should have like, picked him earlier. Not gonna, he's not going to pick this one. Like, <laughs> that's not a... I, I wasn't going to, but then I, I went down my list and thought Loki. So, Why did I pick Loki? No, why were you going to? Because I picked him. Oh, you're right. I can't have mm-hmm. him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But you can say why. I'll let you go first. Oh, whatever. Okay, so why was I going to pick Loki? Because he's so interesting. Like, it's like you want to like not like him, but then it's like you understand him. So it's like you want to see more of him and, and him grow and stuff like that. Like the relationship that he has with Thor, of course, like you're rooting for Thor. But then it's like you understand that they have, you know, this, this, um, their family. And so they're trying to figure out that dynamic. And, you know, he realized he was adopted and, and all that jazz. And I think what I love the most about Loki is he, it's really clear that he's a villain because he doesn't know who he is, like who his identity is. Like there's other, like mm-hmm. there's other villains in the MCU who are like, I'm passionate about this and this is what I need. But I think Loki's really trying to figure it out. And I think you learned that a lot in the show when that one dude, what's his name? Starts with the M kind of showed him his life and showed him like, Hey, actually in oh. this universe, Mobius, you yeah. didn't yeah you didn't survive so yeah. and so loki kind of gets this like realization yeah. that like oh shoot what am i actually doing um yeah. so yeah yeah i think so not fair bro like i really okay go ahead well you should have drafted him really that's the point of a draft <laughs> so now i get loki and you don't but I, I think looking back at my earlier picks i think from a character like just the character itself i would have picked loki higher and so I regret not taking him earlier, but I'm glad I got him because it sounds like you would have picked him. I, I think for all the reasons you mentioned, just the journey that he takes, he's a good guy, bad guy. We see all sides of him. He's complex even to himself. I think the Loki show was really good for that reason because, again, he's a bad guy, but he's not really, but even he doesn't know if he's a bad guy or not or what he wants. And so the, the the final episode in Loki when 
they are confronted with he, he, he who remains, who turns out to be Kang, or a version of Kang, I guess, when when he's essentially saying, like, like you can run this, you can have what you wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like a moral dilemma for Loki, mm-hmm. because I think he's become a better person or realized kind of what kind of person he is. And so he's like, well, I don't really want to rule the world. But now what do I want to do? Because that was always mm-hmm. the goal. So when you compare that to like the first Avengers movie, when he's like the villain, he's coming in conquering Earth. Uh, just great development. I, I don't even know if I want to call it development. He's just, he's gone so many different directions. So I mm-hmm. think that makes a great character. Yeah, it's such a push and pull with him and his brothers. You know, yeah. like, it's like, okay, like, I want to kill you. And then, <laughs> and then actually we're saving one another and yeah. this, that, and a third. I'm sad when you die, you know, <laughs> stuff like it. It, it keeps you, or at least me, it keeps me attached to him. Like, okay, like, I'm really hoping you figure it out. Like, either be a villain, I'm okay with that, or be, like, a part of the Avengers or something. Yay. Like, but I think I'm, that's I'm what makes it that. a good character. No, I think so, too. I think so, too. But I think, like, I'm excited for him to figure out what, or who he is. And yeah. I think I loved, I I think about Hulk, and I think Hulk smashed him in, was it Age of Ultra? <laughs> Yeah, it was the first Avengers movie. Yeah, oh, he just, first, oh, first he smashed them. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like he is the perfect character to do that for. Does that make sense? Like, yes. You know, it's yeah. just kind of like you're Loki, man. Like, it's like yeah. it's like the kid who doesn't know where he fits in in the cafeteria, like at school. Like, like all right, you're trying to figure it out. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I'm really sad. All right, my next pick. Can we go six deep? Can we go six rounds? Do you sure. have enough people on your list? Because I, yeah. I have two that I really want to pick and I can't decide. Okay. Right. So I'm going to go my fifth pick. I'm going to go... Do I want to go this way? Yeah. I'm going to go Wanda as my next okay. pick. Okay. Did you... Were you going to yeah, pick her next? Me for a second. No, I don't have her. Wanda. What else could I have said? Or, I don't know. But I'm going Wanda. Um, relatively new, uh, well, I guess not anymore, but compared to some of the original Avengers. But I really liked her kind of introduction into the Avengers and becoming uh, a hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what we've seen recently with WandaVision and now uh, the second Doctor Strange movie, sort of transforming into a villain. But again, not your traditional villain in the sense of like, I want to rule the world, like, sort of like Loki was in the first Avengers movie. Like, there's there's a reason behind what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And even if it's pretty much known that it's bad what she's doing, from her perspective, you're like, okay, well, there's reasons she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think across all of Marvel, that's another reason why I like Marvel, is that a lot of their villains that they get right, at least, have a really compelling backstory. That makes you not root for them, but say, okay, I see you. This isn't just some big alien that has no reason and we're just fighting. You know. Yeah. So Wanda, especially in again, WandaVision and Doctor Strange 2, essentially just saying, like, I want to be with my kids. I want to have vision with me. I just want a f- nice family life. And she sees an opportunity to do that. That, in her mind, wouldn't affect people. But then, of course, you know, you can watch Doctor Strange, too, and, and see how that works out. 
I think she was one of the best villains in a movie in all of Marvel, in Doctor mm-hmm. Strange too. We've talked about this before. Neither of us are really horror people, but the mm-hmm. horror elements that she brought to that movie were great. So, again, from a complexity standpoint, I think a really interesting character. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm she's surprised not you didn't my, pick her. Yeah, she's not on my list. Okay. Um, yeah, I think she's a good. I think I loved her. I loved the actress, like, but mm-hmm. not one of my favorite characters. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, if we're going six rounds, you got our what your net, your final two picks coming up. So oh, your fifth okay. Pick. I might I might have to put some around, but so my fifth one is Thor. Okay. Yes, I love me some Thor. I I think so does a lot of people. <laughs> They're not alone in that. <laughs> me and my grandma. Um, I love Thor because. Yeah, I think, you, you know, I like his character development throughout the movies and him learning, like, everything is not about being the big superhero that destroys everything and conquers the enemy, but it's about figuring out what's best for your community, figuring out what's best for the people that you love, yada, yada, yada. It was nice to see him get kind of soft when he fell in love with Jane, I believe. But I think um, he is, there's a lack of self-awareness in his character. And I really like that um, because I like that he's learning and growing and he, he gets to do it in a way where he still is. He's not like Loki where he, Loki has to learn and grow, but like in a way that it diminishes like any like uh, greatness that he has, like Thor is just great because he's Thor. And so it's like, it's almost like it, it becomes comedy where it's like he does, stupid things but it doesn't diminish like his power and how great he is I mean you know him like going through the phase of you know his um is it city I don't know what it's called but I think it's city got destroyed um and so he gained all this weight you know his mom passed um so he's this big dude right yet but he's still able to throw his his thing right like and he's still powerful but and so it makes it funny and I think I really like that role that he, he took and um but while still acknowledging like he did have a hard time and this is how we're showing it you know he gained all this weight and you're used to seeing him being mighty Thor and like strong and buff and so yeah I think that's the that's the reason that I like him the most is I get to see him still be mighty but also kind of vulnerable a little bit um with a lack of self-awareness <laughs> yeah that's fair I, mm-hmm. I had him on my list I, I don't know if I was going to pick him he was, he's almost a little too silly for me, but I can oh, see. Really? Yes. And I love my comedy. I, I think in the movie, like <laughs> I love, especially the third movie in the comedy as a character itself. Like I, I get the, the kind of balance of all the bad things you mentioned and going through that while also trying to just be this like fun, tough Thor, mm-hmm. like an in infinity war when uh, rocket or one of the guardians was talking to him and he, kind of went on his rant of like well my best friend died my mom died and mm-hmm. all this stuff and he's just like mm-hmm. you can tell he's kind of just still that funny thor like i'm good but then also like a small part of him you know he's like you know i've lost so much like what else can the universe do to me mm-hmm. it was essentially what he was saying yeah and so that i was like oh that like like that's good too so i i obviously and then one of the biggest uh 
original Avengers too. So I'm always big on longevity. Oh, okay. I had a next one, right? Yep. Your last one. Pick what pick wisely and don't pick who I have for my last one, please. <laughs> I don't think I'm um hmm. should I pick what I think you have just because or should I go with what I have? I don't know. Do you think you know who I'm gonna pick? Uh sure. Okay. Um, but I'll go with me. <laughs> um, my last pick is gonna be Wong. Good pick. Good yeah. pick. Yeah, I yeah. Do not have my list, but I should have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't have that many lines, right? Like in the movie, and he's been his character's been pretty consistent as this kind of grumpy guy who has to follow orders and and do what's right and hold Doctor Strange accountable and kind of be his guide a little bit. Um, almost like a parent you can say but he I like him because the moments that he does show up again to me it's a little bit of comedy because he's just so grumpy like you don't see a smile on his face and he's always like what are you doing like you're messing stuff up so he makes you know the viewer understand like okay like the things that Dr. Strange is doing or you know what's happening is is not good for our, you know, our system or how they do things with magic or whatever. I don't remember all that stuff, but um, yeah, I just like that he um, he just kind of comes and goes. And uh, when he comes, he makes he kind of educates me a little bit because he informs me about like what you know why this is wrong or, or what could happen and what you know what's next or whatever because Doctor Strange wants to test his theories and <clears throat> this that and the third. So um he also had like some like a a a good part in was it she hulk um Mm -hmm. at the end where he meets just this random party girl and they start watching a show and that he's interested in and so that was cool to see him but he was still himself like he wasn't like you know like this um extroverted person he was like the the way that he interacted with her was kind of like oh yeah i'm kind of interested in you right like i'm kind of interested in what you're talking about but he wasn't like I said, he was still Wong, and I think that's what made it funny. Yeah, I think in She-Hulk, he was great. And anytime I see that kind of like, oh, comedy side of him, it just wants me, like, I just want more mm-hmm. of him. So, And I, I think we will get more of him. I think he'll be kind of the, like, not main person of the next few years, but just kind of main side character. Like, he's showing up in this, he's showing up in that. I should have had him on late list. I'm mad that I did not have him. I did good. I did good. All right. Last pick of the draft. Uh, I'm going with, well, for the record, I, I may have gone with Kang, even though he's been just recently introduced to the MCU. Hmm. But as of right now, on when we're recording this on March 28th, we don't exactly know if Kang will be a part of the MCU moving forward with all the, hmm. the stuff going mm-hmm. around with Jonathan Majors. So, I will not pick him. Instead, I'm going to pick big character. So I think in terms of like impact on the MCU, he would be a lot higher on the list. But I think underrated is actually the character himself. I'm going to another villain. I'm going Thanos with the last pick. Why I, I know would you do that? He's a villain. Because I, I really like that. Again, I don't I don't want a big villain like that to be just like this big alien in the sky who's like just attacking everything and the heroes that, have that's to stop what him. he is no he has like he has reason he has <laughs> a reason for reasons. his madness 
He killed Not necessarily. Iron Man. Your first pick, he killed. That that doesn't make him a bad character. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> he makes him bad, but he's still a good character. Oh, like when Lord, you think of villains, means... you think of Thanos. Right, I do. Because, right, so he has to be picked. <laughs> yes, yeah. He has to be picked because you think of the buildup. And I know you weren't watching Marvel movies then, but the buildup pretty much from like 2012 mm-hmm. all the way to 2018, 2019 was all centered around this guy. And he would just kind of pop up, mention of him occasionally. And this just, like, you were just scared. And then when 2018 happens and Infinity War comes out, and just the the presence he had on the screen. Like, even as a CGI character, like, it was, like, you're scared. You're like, oh, like, Thanos is here. So that side makes him a great character and a great villain. But then also the idea of, okay, he was on his planet, saw that the planet was not doing well, they were suffering. I'm not advocating for what I'm about to say, but what I'm saying is it's a solution. It's not a great solution, but a solution was his thought of, well, there's so many people in this world and not a lot of resources. Why don't we just cut 50% of them? And by cut, I mean kill 50% of them. Again, I'm not advocating yeah, for it. make it clear. Make it clear. <laughs> I, I, yes, I want to make that clear. <laughs> but uh, there's reasoning. He's He's looking at it from a logical perspective of like, from his point of view, he's just trying to help the universe. So he has this reason and he's going to do whatever it takes to do that because to him, he's helping. Like he he won, he did the snap, half the people disappeared. He just kind of retired. He's like, great, now everybody can, can prosper. Now, granted, especially uh, in, for humans and, and people on earth, mm-hmm. it's tough when 50% of the people just disappear. So that's not necessarily a good thing. So mm-hmm. I'm not advocating for it, but he had reasoning. And then, again, just, I don't want to say it's just because he's like a good character to to make you think and things like that. Obviously, the battles between him and some of the heroes were great as well. So for that mix, I had to include him, even if he was the last pick. I know you disagree, but I'm sticking with Your it. Your last pick is sitting on the bench. <laughs> he's not well, allowed on the game. <laughs> Well, he's a six man. I can take it. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I understand like your your reasoning for picking him as far as like his impact and just like what he, you know, like how it created this build up and this like this big like big moment win for the Avengers. Like, I get that and what it's done for MCU. However, uh, yeah, he killed a lot of people. So, um, especially Again, my two isn't... favorite, my two favorite characters, your Iron Man and Black Widow. Yeah, they're no longer alive because of what he wanted to do. I'm and not saying these I are take good that characters. very personal, so I could not have them on my list. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I get you're you're building your team with like chemistry in mind. My team does not have good chemistry, but I'm okay with that. No, I, I have I have Loki and Thanos on my team. It does not have good chemistry. No. 
I'm crying. Yeah. Oh my god, she's been trying to murder everybody on your team. My team will yeah, be I got dunking. The I got... So yeah, my team will be well, dunking okay, on but you guys. I, I put a lot of of faith in Captain America, Steve Rogers. <laughs> He's a great leader. He's going to bring us all together. We're going to be okay, fine. Okay, I don't know. Next thing you know, Thanos and Iron Man, they're going to be best buds. Just okay. <laughs> Nick Fury's going to be hanging out with Wanda, just like chilling mm-hmm. and having drinks. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So what I went, I have the, the big hitters, Iron Man, Steve Rogers, Nick Fury, and the villains, I guess, in Loki, Wanda, Thanos. I feel like you have a lot of the more kind of complex but important side characters to go along with yes. Black Widow and Shuri, but then Ned, Drax, Wong, uh, and then Thor as well. So again, mm-hmm. I think we had slightly different approaches to this, but I'm I'm you happy with my. You told me I could choose my own approach, so I, I said, "Hey, it's it's a personal preference, so you can mm-hmm. go whichever way you want to go." I mean, sure, majority of my team might be role players, but look. Don't underestimate a fighting player. Like mine. Yeah, like you got to figure out. You got a whole bunch of stars on your team, and you just figure out who's going to take lead with will win and how. And again, all Steve Rogers, he's he's my captain. I he's trust your him. captain. Okay. Yeah. Who am I captain? Yeah, I don't know. Mm, I might have to go with Ned. Ned? Ned might be my captain. Okay. Yeah, so you don't have a captain. I have the I captain. Think I thought about Wong, but he might he might make everybody mad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, this was fun. Yeah, it was. You know, I love me some Marvel movies. I love talking Marvel movies, so mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll we'll do something like this again with Marvel and the MCU. Uh, we have about a month till the next one, so maybe we'll do a little movie review when that comes out. But thanks for coming on and and having fun with me and doing a little draft, uh, even though my team won. I'm excited for the next one. No, they didn't win. You have a villain on your team. But no, I had That's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. That will do it for the episode. Thanks to Marlisha again for coming on. We will be back here on Sunday, sort of doing a, a recap or first thoughts of the MLB season. Uh, I'll be going to a couple Mariners games here in Seattle. So I'll give my thoughts. So make sure to subscribe, YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and we will see you on Sunday.